weekly podcast covering news, hard truths, random questions, and hip-hop culture with a shot of whiskey. It ain't for the faint at heart, baby. Tune in. Tea and whiskey. Sunshine. Giving you the tea. Tea and whiskey. Oh, yeah. Sunshine. Giving you the tea. tea whiskey. family this is your great for Bene sunshine give me the uncensored uncut adult conversation you can sip to if you know you know anyway thank you so much soundcloud spotify google play apple podcast iHeartRadio, radio in stitcher himalaya TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Oh my God. It's just such a pleasure. Like, look, we're going to do another show, you guys. I know, right? I miss y'all so much. First of all, before the month of May ends, I wanted to let you all know that my birthday, I celebrate my birthday this month. Like, I forgot to mention that. I had the best birthday ever. You guys, I had to celebrate my birthday the day that my mother birthed me and gave me life in like about three years and um it was a blessing and i thank everybody who made it special made it just everything i had like just amazing birthday season so um i just want y'all to just jam out with me real quick hold up Too much. 
You know, if anybody knows me, if you know Teen Whiskey with Sunshine, y'all know Sunshine is a major Beyonce fan. Look, I ain't part of the hive. I'm not. I'm not stinging nobody, but I just want to let you know that I do appreciate her artistry, and she definitely inspires me to just really tap into my femininity and be the person that I am. Be 100% with yourself, you guys. We got a great show, you guys. We're talking about. Um, I said that I wanted to talk about. Um, karma, um, generate generations and spiritual reparations, karma, generations and spiritual reparations. Y'all listen, I, I didn't know spiritual reparations was a thing, but it's real. You know, you got to be careful how you handle people out here while you on this, in this realm, on this plane on these axes on these axes seriously you need to understand that it is important how you handle folks okay so you know i was minding my business you know doing my thing as i always do mind my business drink my water and i ran across some interesting um um videos about spiritual reparations Apparently, uh, first of all, I want to say, I want to basically shout out to all the people who work in the medical industry, all of our nurses and doctors and practitioners, but who I really want to really, really give it up to is the LVNs and the CNAs, baby. Baby, listen, my hat goes off to you guys because y'all got the best stories. Y'all have given us the stories on the TikTok about the spiritual reparations. Because one thing I am learning in this life is that what you do, okay, what you put out there comes, it's a fucking frisbee, y'all. It's a boomerang. Come right back to you, okay? So I'm, I'm a, I'm a, oh shit. Anyway, <laughs> we got a great show, but, um, it's just a blessing to be able to talk to you guys. Thank you, Tea and Whiskey family, for rocking with me. Thank you for being a part of the Tea and Whiskey family. Whether you just started your subscription last week, all of our new family, hi. Thank you for tuning in. It's your first time. Welcome. Um, get you a good old cocktail, whether it's water, tea, or whiskey. You know what? Get your tea and your whiskey and put it together. Get, brew your favorite tea. And get your favorite whiskey and put it together. Put a little simple syrup in there. Mind your little, little old ice cube or whatever. If you like it neat or if you want it, you know, on the rocks. Like, do your thing. But, you know, whatever you're sipping on. It could be vodka, tequila, whatever you want. Pull up your favorite cocktail. And we're going to tap into this thing called Karma Generations. And, um, yeah, spiritual reparations. Let's get into it. All right, you guys. So, I know y'all know what's going on in Florida. I know you all know what's going on in Florida. 
you know, I, I don't, I, at this point in this season and what's going on with the world and the economy of the U.S. of A., I don't want to be, I don't want to talk about it. Because y'all know, if you don't know, it's a lot going on in Florida. Like, you know, your, your governor in Florida, I'm not even going to say his name. I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just not. I, don't, I, I, am, I am too classy. And the lips that God made me are too beautiful and too powerful and too eloquent to mention his name and and pronounce it but your governor in Florida Floridians um he's doing uh, he's doing his thing he gave y'all what y'all voted for huh cheers to y'all clink clink mhm um <laughs> but anyway it's a lot going on and you know the beautiful immigrants that do the jobs that, uh, according to the farmers in Florida, say that um, privileged Americans don't want to do, are doing. But y'all was doing that. Y'all was doing some fuck shit. Listen, this is, I'm sorry, you guys, listen. <laughs> it's going to be potty mouth. So if you don't like cussing and fussing, this ain't, this ain't the show for you. But y'all was on some fuck shit because it's the immigrants that come over here and do the jobs that nobody want to do. First of all, it's everybody that don't want to do. But because of laws and regulations and legislations, nobody wants to do them fucking jobs. But the immigrants come over here from different national. I'm not even going to I'm not I'm not even going to say what continents come over here and do those jobs okay if they're not legal citizens they do those jobs okay and when he passed those laws and regulations they were like uh fuck this shit i'm out they were out of here they were out of here they were like no we're not doing this shit you got construction all kind of stuff going on crops like I'm, you know, hey, I, I look. This is it's strawberry season, y'all. It is strawberry season. How many strawberries have you seen? Okay, okay. Like they they fled, they left because of the laws he's passed in Florida, and we get a lot of our produce from Florida. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's a lot of stuff going on. But anyway, um, I ran across a post. But, I mean, it, it, it's trickling down to just what's happening here in, in the contingent states. Apparently, the conservatives are showing their the, the crack of their asses. The Republican Party. Look, I represent no party. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to be 100 with y'all. I represent no party because neither one of the parties work on my behalf. Okay. One may work over the other, but it still ain't enough, okay? And I'm in a place in my life where I need all the fuck I need, okay? Neither parties provide me all the fuck I need, okay? But either way, um, I'm going to shout out on TikTok to Alex Perlman. He is like, he is such a radicalist. And I love him for this 
But there's some shit going down with, you know, Chick-fil-A is known for, you know, being conservative. You know, the Mormons out there in Utah. Shout out to y'all. Um, but y'all be on some fuck shit too, which you're really, I'm telling you, y'all, you gotta, you gotta look, you gotta research that word for yourself. But anyway, um, shout out to Alex Perlman. Chick-fil-A is on some bullshit, but you know, you know, Pride Month is in June. Shout out to all of my pride, the gays, let LGBTQ, XYZ. I love y'all to the moon and back. I am the B and the, and the LGBTQ. I A plus 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 because it's the plus means more is coming. The, the best is yet to come. <laughs> but anyway, um shout out to um Alex Perlman on TikTok because we're talking about listen, we we we're talking about karma, um general general like I mean generations and spiritual reparations. I'm just setting it up for you. It's happening right now. And I'm telling y'all, y'all need to get this together or leave it alone. But shout out to Alex. But we finna we finna go ahead and put um Chick-fil-A on the auction block real quick. Uh no, not auction block. You shit that too, but chopping block. Because the stocks may not be as great when you hear what the fuck he has to say. Here we go. 40. I don't like to say I told you so, but I told you so. Less than five days ago I posted a rant. And in the middle of the rant, I said this. We gotta be out here defending Target. What's that? I gotta defend fucking Chick-fil-A? And here we are today with all these headlines. Not even Chick-fil-A is safe from anti-woke right-wingers. Chick-fil-A's DEI leader sparks calls for a boycott. Chick-fil-A hires the VP of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion. Twitter says Chick-fil-A's going woke. And this is one of the main guys right here. Joey here is wants to be a political influencer. He wants to make money. He's a grifter in training. He bought the blue check mark and everything. So Joey is going after Chick-fil-A because he wants to convince everyone that there's a secret cabal of people out here trying to ruin your children. And how are they doing it? They're doing it through the chicken, everyone. <laughs> it's the chicken. Because this is what happens when you try to use hatred as a way to sell a product. Preach. All of these companies eventually are going to fall the same way. Preach. Because someone out there is going to hate more. So much more than Chick-fil-A. Someone's going to hate more than the Black Rifle Company. Hmm. Coffee company. Hmm. You guys know the ones. Kyle Rittenhouse's favorite coffee. Uh -huh. Someone's going to hate more than the NRA. It's only a matter of time before the NRA is called woke after this. There is no stopping the wokeness, which is why we've ended up in this following situation. You were the chosen chicken. It was said that you would destroy the wokeness, not join them. MAGA. Bring balance to the lunches, not leave it in darkness. My pleasure. You were my <laughs> fast food restaurant, Chick-fil-A. I loved you. In reality, the reason this is happening is because the right doesn't have an actual platform. They have no plan to fix anything. Mm -mm. They just want to stand in the way and say that everything's terrible because there's secret things happening when everything is happening in public constantly. The reason Chick-fil-A has a DEI VP now is because that they don't want to get sued for racism, wow. you fucking idiots. The reason why you have companies supporting pride is because gay people spend money on stuff too so that's what this all comes down to 
what you're angry at is companies trying to make money off as broad of a market share as possible. So you're going to constantly see conservatives, like most cults, slowly try to get their followers to cut themselves off from the greater world. You Do you hear what this man is saying? Okay, so there's been an outrage with Target, how they have the, the little gay section and the transgender, and everybody's in outrage. But what y'all don't understand is you guys are falling into the capitalism. These rich people don't give a damn about how the fuck you feel. They don't care. They realize that a lot of closeted people who are not expressing who they really are have all the coins. The coinage. Okay? So while you people who don't have y'all 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 be like trying to take shit out your goddamn cart when you at Target. Cause you already know when you go to Target. You you you, you need to at least have a good two or three hundred dollars before you walk up in there, right? You need to know that. But all the rest of y'all who don't know that. They don't give a fuck about you, okay? So, while y'all busy counting and trying to eliminate what, what you can do to bring your, your balance down, the people who got the money, they, they, they're, they're cool with it. Which is, the, they, don't, they didn't realize that they, a lot of people are closeted. And so, if there's a market for the LGBT community. And while y'all, listen, at the end of the day, the rich has always tried to divide the poor people and middle class. Make you feel like people are taking shit from you and they're not. They're just trying to divide people who don't have what they have to keep what they got. Long as the poor is divided, they'll stay rich. They'll tell you they're taking your jobs. They'll tell you that so that you can feel the way you feel. And fight and argue and shoot and kill each other while they're making all the money on the guns and the bombs. Listen, I need to play cranberries because y'all, what's in your head, zombies? Go ahead, baby. Go ahead, finish it out. You will see more and more different companies that are for conservatives only pushing this type of agenda. And it's gonna keep happening. No company is going to be conservative enough for any of these people. Because Chick-fil-A was the fucking goalpost for conservatives. And now here we are, watching them get their legs swiped out from underneath them. And some random people screaming that they are now putting hormones in milkshakes to, to turn kids trans. Wow. Yes, that is where we got to in under 24 hours. So congratulations, everyone. Thank you specifically to Bud Light for giving in to bigots. <laughs> you have made the stock market fucking go insane now. Great job. No, but it's all Ronald Reagan's fault. Just to like it's it's all it's all Ronald Reagan's fault. Though, so don't don't fuck it up. I don't like to say I told you so, but I. To <laughs> it is Reagan's fault. The whole crack epidemic, the war against drugs. Don't get me started. But anyway, it's just a reckoning. It's coming, you know. You you got you gotta pay your dues. You gotta pay your dues. But we got more coming. But in the meantime, y'all pay attention to what's happening. Like I, I I'm not I'm not even friend talk to Florida because Florida made a decision. They they are content with their votes. They are very content 
what they've done and how they voted. But as a residual of this, you know, your governor passed the law to make sure that he, cause you, you cannot be in a, in a political position and run for go and run for president at the same time. But he passed the law to make sure that he could still stay governor of Florida and run for president at the same time. Listen, I'm, I am, I have never really been a political person, but I encourage you if you're listening to this podcast and you live in Florida hear the word that I say I need you to make sure that DeSantis does not become president and and furthermore beyond that I, I ask you to put yourself first and get the hell out of Florida if you're not you know if you are melanated or brown get out of Florida because baby I know what they're telling you but that's not what they saying. That's not what they saying. That's not what they saying. But anyway, we're, we're going to move forward. We're going to move forward. We're, we're going to move forward. All right, you guys. Let's go ahead and just mellow it out a little bit. Um, there's been so many conversations. You know, the last episode I did was about, you know, what I did a little, little extra to sprinkle, sprinkle. Shara, seven, sprinkle, sprinkle. Um... In the result of that, there's been so many conversations about the different women, women who deal with um, people, you know, women who are single. Um, and you have women who, you know, single with standards. You have women who date married men You are ha- men that are like currently in situations and they know. Um, and you're dealing with women who, you know. Um, everybody has a situation and men too, men who are dating, married men, you know, everybody has a situation and I try, I'm trying here on Tea and Whiskey with Sunshine to be versatile and be open-minded to everybody because everybody at the end of the day, regardless of what your preference is sexually, it's all the same. Okay. Whether you were gay, bi, try next a pan, sapio, hetero, trans, uh, whatever you are. At the end of the day, we're all human. And everybody has emotions. And one thing I want everybody to understand that divides, that makes all of us equal, is our emotional intelligence. And that is something that you need to have. Whatever you choose to be in this life, whatever your label is in this life, you need to have emotional intelligence. Okay. So when you have learned what that is, Google it, figure it out, go back two or three or four or five, six episodes, go back a couple of years. You will know what emotional intelligence is. I lost a whole spouse because he didn't have emotional intelligence. Okay. So when you understand what emotional intelligence is, a lot of shit that people or what you can go through, you won't have to go through. But anyway, we're going to shift it off a little bit. Um, One of my favorite TikTokers, she goes by Dana Dane, 1987. The girls always come for her because this baby girl She's a few years younger than me, but baby girl, she's a me. She is a me 2.0.2. She a 2. Point, baby, she she is a 
fuck a 2.0. Like, whatever the next level and beyond, she is that. But it, I'm t- but I'm I want to put me in it. You know what I'm saying? Cause y'all, a lot of y'all can't handle what I'm doing. But she has taken what I'm doing and put it on a whole new level, and I love her for that. But anyway, the sprinkle sprinkle lady has really exposed a lot of things when it comes to dating. Period, and it's exposing whether you are a pick me. They call it a pick me. Or they call it a woman who holds her own. And I don't want to go into all of that because I'm not here. I'm not trying to do all that. Do your research. But you have women that are pick-me's. And you have women that are, I don't need to be picked. I, I, don't, I don't chase, I attract. You know what I'm saying? And, and the same thing with men. They're, they're either a, a pick-me or, you know what, you're going to wait till I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? And you have to respect that. Um, but anyway, um, Shira Sprinkle Sprinkle has definitely explained. Okay, so she talks about, you know, about how to have self-esteem and, and you know, how to, you know, get the kind of guy you want. And a lot of these women are, are feeling some type of way because they out here doing the utmost and still not getting to do what they want. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, we're, let, let, let me just let y'all listen to this. And, and we're going to go from there. We, we're just going to see what... Just hear, hear her out, y'all. This this, 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 this my, my sis. Because I, I actually... She did a video that really touched my heart. And I, and I sent her a response. And she actually, like, commented and was... You know, so there's been communication between her and I. And I appreciate her recognizing, you know, me. So... There, there, there's a, a little itty bitty relationship there. So, but I appreciate what she's giving the people because people my age can't handle what she's saying, <laughs> and she's way hella younger than who than my generation. Okay, and she got it. She got it. The problem is a lot of us women, and I'm gonna say this real before I press this damn play button. A lot of you older women that are older than me get it together. Because it's the y'all, y'all so jealous and so cold hearted of the younger generation. They got it. They they're not they're not doing what you did. They're not doing what we did, and they're they're doing it better. And I'm embracing the shit. You need to embrace this shit and do better, and quit making them feel bad because they're doing it better than you. You need to get on that bandwagon and say thank you, baby girl. I'm gonna do what you do. Period. It's each one, teach one. Reach one, teach one. Whatever the fucking thing is. Okay, come on, baby girl. Here we go. No matter how holier than thou, you depict yourself to be on this app. So let's just break down your response. Because right now you're very hyped up. You're very triggered. You are in your emotions. You're in your emotions deeply. We can hear it in your voice. It's very clear that this conversation has upset you. And you know why? Because of your insecurities. Mm. That's all this comes down to. Tell you don't have to admit it, but it's all over your face. Tell it's your insecurities. Uh-huh. You feel some kind of way about being a single mother. You feel some kind of way about the fact that you hear people get online and speak about not dating single mothers. And you understand that if more people speak on it, it makes it harder to navigate the dating space. But the reality is... Anybody speaking online about single mothers is not going to change somebody who want to date them. 
If they truly want to date women with kids, they will continue to date women with kids. And it don't matter how many people speak up against it. It won't change somebody who don't got a problem right. with dealing with women with kids. But you're so far in your emotions. You're so triggered. Logic has gone all out of the window. And you know how we know this? Because you personally came for me. That's how we know you're not thinking logical. Because there's no way in the world you could be thinking logical and then think that it was a good idea for you to make a personal attack to me. You ain't thinking logical. Now, I'm not going to say nothing that's going to get me in trouble because I learned my lesson on this app. But what I will say is a lot of your information is very much Googleable, right? You're a single mother who had a baby by a married man. This is common knowledge amongst the Internet. It's Googleable. You've been in this game for a long time, struggling as a content creator, right? This is not your first rodeo. You've been doing this for a long time, and a lot of your business is out in the streets, right? So we all know, you know, about your single motherhood and everything else, right? You not showing one of your children and acting as if your newest child was the only child you had for a long time. But come to find out you had more than one kid, but the only one that you was pretending and acting like you had was the newest baby that you had by the married man. And then you get online and acting like you didn't know he was a married man. Like, but again, this didn't even have to get personal because you just could have kept it straight on the conversation that was at hand, but you couldn't do that because you so far in your emotions. Whenever y'all get on here and y'all say stuff like, I think that I'm better than everybody. I think I'm holier than thou. No, I just didn't make some of the poor choices you made. Hmm. You think that I'm better than you. You think that I've made better choices than you made. You feel some kind of way about the fact that I'm childless. You've said it in multiple comments. Hmm. It's obvious that you feel some kind of way about me being childless and you being a woman with kids. I don't know why you feel that way because no matter whether or not I got kids or not, I'm still not going to be every man's preference there and I go. don't care. And Preach. I'm definitely not going to get on the internet and be triggered and upset when I find out that I'm not somebody's preference like you do. At the end of the day, though, you are the perfect example of what I was talking about in that video. This is why y'all need to control your emotions because when they are unhinged, you do irrational things like come for somebody online with personal attacks all because you upset when you simply just should have stayed on topic of the conversation that was at hand but you wanting to bring up my personal dating life when you have a very much less than perfect track record right i'm a lot of things but i'm not no woman who got no baby by no married man wow and see that's the thing what i don't like about we as women, we always come for the jugular, but it's like one thing, I've, and that's why I, I really appreciate Dana is because regardless of what anybody fucking say, what any woman has ever come for me for is, well, you don't have no kids and you don't have no man. And it's like, bitch, what are you going through to keep that man and have them goddamn kids? Okay, but if I say that shit, it's cruel as fuck. It's cruel as fuck. But I don't, but I appreciate. But see, you see how she handled that? Because <laughs> the way I said it, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But this conversation goes deeper. And that's why I want to talk about karma, generation, and spiritual reparations because everything that you do, in this life 
even you know the regardless of the the relationship I had between me and my mother, one thing she taught me was the decisions you make will reflect they will they will affect you for the rest of your life. So be careful and be wise about who you lay with, who you stay with. Who your friends are. My mom told me your best friend got a best friend. It's like I used to like, damn, mama, I can't trust nobody. Baby. My mama taught if if I didn't learn shit from her, that's what I learned. And in spite of it all, you gotta make rational decisions. And just because I don't have any children, just because we don't have any children, don't make us better than anybody. Okay? Children are a blessing. They are, especially, especially, especially if you had those children by someone who wants to be in their lives, who wants to nurture them just as much as you do, or who wants to nurture them as more than you do, regardless of y'all together or not. If they fight for them babies, that is a blessing. Regardless if he don't love you no more, the fact that he wants to be with those babies, fuck y'all relationship. He rather make sure that he's in them babies. Like, why are you pressed? But I digress. Okay, moving forward. All right, so I'm going to play the actual video that Dana was referring to, coming from some some Surrey Monique. Anyway, but it basically, it was about, okay, this guy, I think he, I, I forgot what episode, I forgot what show it was on, but that was this guy saying that he doesn't date single mothers because, you know, he's trying to break generational curses. But keep in mind, he was raised by a single mother, but, you know, but she was trying to speak for single mothers. So let me give y'all the rundown of this. Here we go. I don't know who y'all is, but I'm assuming you included me in it since you made a response to my video and you're talking about some y'all and it's emotions and y'all and y'all. Okay, maybe you're talking about single mothers. I'm a single mother, so let me give you my perspective. And you childless, so you don't have the sensitivity level that we do. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, like I said, there's nothing wrong with a man having a preference. It's okay for people to have preferences. The problem that this woman had with him when he said he didn't want to date single mothers was because he came from a single mother. That wasn't logical to her. She's like, how could you be the man that was born by a single mother? Someone had to help raise you that wasn't your father. So why do you feel like you too good to do something like that? This has nothing to do with emotions, but let's say that it did. Just like he has the right to have a preference, a single mother has the right to have some type of emotion about it. You will feel some type of way about that too if you had the whole world making it seem like something was wrong with you simply because a relationship that you was in didn't work out. You had relationships that didn't work out no matter how holier than thou you depict yourself to be on this app. Now, I'm tired of everybody always making the single mothers the butt of their damn jokes the point of their damn judgment all the time 
again, if this man wants to have his preference, that's fine. But don't try to degrade or disrespect your non-preference. Black women complain about that all of the time. Every time a black man says he doesn't want to date a black woman. Who made a video yourself when you spoke about how hypocritical black women were when they seen a white man a few months back disrespect white women and say, hey, I'm only dating black women. It's the same. It's nothing wrong with you saying what your preference is. You just don't have to be disrespectful about it. And as though I ain't never been on the show, put a ring on it. I wasn't in the middle of the conversation that they had with each other. So I don't know if he was condescending or not. But apparently he offended this lady. This woman wasn't even a single mother herself. That's my point. Maybe you misunderstood. I don't know. But one thing's for damn certain. If you talking about y'all and y'all this and y'all shouldn't have this and that. Who are you? Who are you to talk about what emotion or thought process a single mother should have when your ass is sitting there childless with no kids? You don't know what that shit feels like. You don't know what it's like to be abandoned with a child and have to take care of a child alone. So of course we don't expect for you to understand how bad it feels when somebody disrespects us. I always want to take it there. It isn't about the dude's preference. It's about how disrespectful y'all get when y'all talk about somebody who isn't your preference. Now, now here's the thing. I agree with her. If you've never experienced it and you ain't been in it, I totally get it. But being a child who's experienced the single parenthood, watching your mother push through without the dad every day, I've seen it. And that's why I made the decisions that I made. With Dana, her mother and father were together. So she doesn't understand that struggle. You know, her mother passed away and her father is still alive. So she doesn't know what it's like to have us. She didn't experience single parenthood until she became an adult. Okay. How it's supposed to be, I guess. But I watched my mother struggle. But here's the here's the kicker. It's about how your dad or how that other parent or if you stay with your, your daddy and you didn't stay with your mom. It's how that other parent co-parented. Okay. That's what determines everything. So I get where she's coming from. I do. But I, but at the end of the day, we all have our own perspective. And that's that's why it's like it's important. Karma is everything. That's why I believe in generational things. Like, it is up to us who we are right now. Whatever you went through in your childhood, if you have children right now, it changed. if you want to change the narrative based on what you went through, change it by the decisions you make today. If you grew up in a single family dwelling where you watched your mama or your daddy do it by themselves and that ain't the life you want, Make decisions to where you don't have to. Because in the end of the day, I prayed and asked God for babies. I wanted God to bless me with babies. I, I wanted triplets. Okay? I'm being very transparent. I wanted triplets. I prayed and asked God for triplets. I asked God for all boys. I wanted all boys. I wanted to raise men. And God said, no. Nah. <laughs> Nah, because based on how you choose, because God give us free will. See, here's the thing, y'all. Let me give y'all a secret. God gives us free will. 
Yeah. God gives us free will. He gives us a freedom of choice. The 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 US government may not, but God does. <laughs> now, after you choose what you want, you got to put your work, your faith into action. But God gives us free will. Okay? So, after I understood what my preference was and the prayers that I prayed, I thank God. I always pray for protection. God just honored what my prayers, but he still honored. He still let me do what I wanted to do, but he honored my prayers. So, I thank God for protection. Okay? Because the same things that any other woman that that is that is a single mother experience i went through the same shit okay but i prayed for protection with my shit and i was specific i said i ain't raising no babies by myself but i was like god i want babies but i don't want to raise them by myself that was my fucking prayer do you hear me and god honor that and and, and as as a result of that I don't have a whole fucking village who can come and pick my baby up when I don't want to be a parent for about a month. Okay? That's the kind of village I want in. I want a village where I can come get this food. I, I, I want to go out and, and, and wild out for about 60 days and I'll come back. Don't call CPS on me. I'm turning the fuck up. Because guess what? I'm going to have a good time. I'm having a good time right now. Okay? Baby, the life I live is not fit for a child. Do you understand me? <laughs> but anyway, case in point, it's all about karma, generations, and uh, baby, spiritual reparations. So we're going to jump into the spiritual reparation. I'm giving y'all enough for that. But at the end of the day, keep the drama on TV, not your life. Like, you know, it's just so much going on. You got to just make the best decisions for you. But back to the whole like political thing, you guys be careful, like be strong, like really, really pay attention to what's going on. Like if y'all out there in Florida, I, I, I recommend you just, just come on and, and leave, go ahead and pack your shit up, go on and pack your shit up. And come on, and, and I, I, I'm just going to tell you, just, just cross over somewhere else, okay? Go to Alabama, you know, Georgia, somewhere else, like for real, because it's just too much. It's just way too much. Seriously. All right. Okay, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and just tap more into of this conversation that Dana was having with this lady about single motherhood, because I feel like... I'm giving it a disjustice without talking about it. So let me give you the whole rundown of the conversation and where it came from. Listen to what this man has to say. Yeah, maturity, I felt like you don't have authority. You have a responsibility, but no authority. That's what I feel. And those are some strong words, but Joya, yeah. you didn't ask for another date with him. What was the turnoff? Specifically, the turnoff was when I asked that question right about now. would you date a single mother and Jacoby you proceeded to tell me that basically you're a high value man and you are too good for a single mother however you did also tell me that you were raised by a single mother which is profound for me to think that a single mother's not good enough for you but it's good enough for a woman to raise you that's unfair and it's very insensitive to women out there who have children all right so 
just because it's a cycle I wanted to wanted to continue. It doesn't have so, to continue. So what I'm saying is, it's, is that it's more about why would you cut off and say that single women are not on the same level? What you're supposed to learn from is history. So mm-hmm. you're a very intelligent woman. You're a very intelligent woman, right? Yes. So if you know, if, as a as a woman growing up, you know it's a less likelihood for you to be successful by having a child. So what you do, you be more proactive. Using condoms. What's that got to do with your choice? Okay, if you're getting pregnant, then all right, cool. Maybe I shouldn't continue with having this child because I'm not I, I'm not getting married. I should I a better chance of me having a successful life. You're just talking about me. So you you were raised by a single mother. Yes. And Is I, your mother still alive? I struggle. My mom's still did alive. Did she struggle or did you struggle? Both of us struggle. Okay. So your words. Mm-hmm that echoed all around social media and I want to make sure that we have this clearly work. I'm a high value man. I've done things to step up my echelon and I'm not going to settle for a single mother. Did I have that correctly? I want to be clear. Yeah, we settled. Right. So what makes you think you're a high value man? The car you drive? No. The value I put out into the world. What about your character? I have great character. I built myself to basically have better choices. You want to know why? Because women can choose and make a choice. They can. They can say, I don't want to date a man that makes they like can. six figures. They can. And then what are you doing? You're but we're not a man. talking about that. Women that's not the situation that we want to That's not the conversation. Say, I want to date a man less than 5'8". And the man could be 5'4". Do they, do they care about... What does that have to do exercising all of those with men? anything? If a fat man is sitting here, he can be a fat man, right? Uh-huh. But if a fat woman is sitting here, you would say, oh, no, we're body positive. Oh, no, we can't say that. We can't. It's all about picking her up. So every time you're saying something for a man, Bro, it's down. You got, you got a lot on your back, yeah, okay? Man. So what I, I want to be clear, not rights. just for you, but for everybody out there, is the car you drive, your resume, your bank account, uh-huh. your accolades is not what makes you a high-value man. Definitely not. We are all Definitely defined not. by the sum of our deeds and our character, and you, brother, are coming up to the sum of zero. Mm. All right, so we have a single man who considered himself a high-value man. He's still um, going according to Kevin Samuel's teachings. You know, hey, that's his, that's what he want to do. Okay, cool. But, but he was raised by a single parent household. But he has he decided he wanted to raise his level of expectations. And this is what my girl, I call her niece, my niece. Then the day 1987 has to say about it. So let's see what she has to say. Y'all ladies got to get y'all emotions under control. You have to. This is your weakness, right? This is the part where you're the weakest link. Because your emotions are so unhinged and when you get triggered by something, all logic go completely out of the window and you'll be so consumed with being upset and triggered, you'll start putting words in people's mouths. You'll start creating conversations that never happened. And that's scary. When I commented on this video and I said that this man made a lot of points, all of these comments came at me from women talking about, well, he didn't have to disrespect single mothers. He never disrespected single mothers. That's what you heard. For some reason, whenever you get a reality check that you're not going to fall in the boat of a prospect of every man, you feel some kind of way. No matter whether or not that's because of your size, your complexion, your hair type, you having children. For some reason, whenever you hear somebody say that they don't want to be with something that you fall in the category of, you don't know how to simply hear it 
and move on. You personally have to take this as an attack on you as if they singled you out mm -hmm. and are talking disrespectfully to you when all they simply telling you is that they have a preference and you're not part of it. Before I recorded this video, I kept going back and listening to this video because I wanted to make sure before I gave my take on it that I wasn't missing something. Did he say something disrespectful? No, he didn't. Did he word it in a way that you might didn't like? Possibly, right? But I'm not here to say how he should have said something because y'all do the same thing to me, right? I can say something with no harm intended and you will find a way to make it ill intended when I say it, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not even here to play those games with you. But at the end of the day, he didn't disrespect single mothers. He didn't say anything negative about single mothers. The only thing he did was identify himself as a self-proclaimed high-value man. And he said in that, that that means that part of it is that he don't want to date a single mother and that he considers it to be settling. And if he is a man who doesn't have kids, guess what? That would be him settling. And then y'all had the audacity to bring up his mama as if his mama being a single mother would have anything to do with him and what he would choose to be with. Just because his mama was a single mother, why exactly would that mean that he would want to go back and just repeat the same thing he's seen growing up? Most people with common sense, they try to do better than their parents did. Preach. They don't go and repeat history. See, that's what a lot of y'all like to do. You like to see your mama, grandma, great-grandma make poor decisions and then just go out and recreate that same cycle over and over again. Preach, and it just Dinah. becomes a vicious cycle. But an intelligent person would look at the situation that their parents was in and ask themselves, do they want it? Right. And if they smart enough to determine that they don't want it, then they would go in the opposite direction and course correct. Y'all need to let go of this whole using men's mothers as some type of gotcha moment on why they don't want to do stuff. Wow. A lot of times what they mama did is exactly why they don't want the things that they don't want. Hmm. I have a lot of women who got kids to follow me, but I have to handle these topics the same way I would if I was talking about men with kids there you go. because I don't do double standards. The same way I see me being with a man with kids to settling would be the same thing if we talking about a man who don't have kids there you go. being with a woman that got kids, right? Like I got a younger brother who don't got kids. Do I want him ending up with a woman with kids? No, I don't. I want him to have an opportunity to start his own family with his own kids, right? Now, I don't get to control what he picked ultimately, but I would never want that for him. Yeah. Why would I want my brother to go and get somebody who already has children? Am I saying that those women don't deserve love? No, I'm not. I would hope that they can find somebody who possibly got kids because y'all would align better, right? But for me, I do not think that people who don't have kids should be with people who have kids. Hmm. Sorry. But the reality is it's way too much accommodating that you have to make. And somebody it said it in the video, and I completely agree. It's like being forced into a poly relationship. It is. The wheel. It At is. the end of the day, you're never going to be everybody's option. Right. You're not going to be an option for everybody. 
Me being a woman with kids, there's still things about me that eliminate me from being somebody's option. There's still men who would pick a woman with kids over me right. if you physically found a woman more there attractive go. who got children. Go. Right? So you're not going to be everybody's type. Everybody wants something different. But you got to stop being so unhinged and letting your emotions take over your brain when somebody simply say that they got a type and you're not it. She ain't lying because I'll tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, I am a plus size woman. I have been plus size, juicy, fat, whatever the fuck you want to call it, all my life. And I had to learn at an early age that I was not everybody's preference. I had to go through my life, my entire life, and understand that I was not everybody's type. Motherfuckers would come and get in my face. I grew up around men who would tell me, you know, boys, men that would tell me, oh my God, you are so beautiful, but if you just lose some weight, I'd date you. Just so I got to lose weight just to get a date? I got to lose weight just for you to consider taking me out? Like, so I had learned at a very early age that me, who I was, the way I was raised, or who I grew up to be, I didn't choose to be fat. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give, I, I was born into this shit. I had family who knew how to fucking cook. You know, I, my, my vegetable was shit. Greens were ham hocks. That was a green vegetable, bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like that, that, you know, so I had to learn that I, I had to learn emotional intelligence. I had to learn how to understand that every day I woke up in the morning, I was not gonna be chosen do you know could you could you imagine how the fuck that would feel every goddamn day waking up knowing that someone is going to criticize you they're going to ostracize they're going to say something fucked up to you if you're black or melanated got a big ass nose and whatever you you know but to then then be fat too and a woman? Bitch. I learned emotional intelligence at a very early age. And for those I didn't give a fuck about, I cussed your ass out. Because I've already heard the worst. So, if I didn't give a fuck about you or your feelings, you got all of this mouth. You hear me? And I don't mean in a good way. I mean in the worst way. Okay? So, what baby girl is saying is dead on. Like... You're not going to be everybody's preference. I don't care how beautiful. I don't care how many BBLs you get. I don't care how many bleachings you get. I don't care what best cosmetics you use for your face. How much you exfoliate. How much money you spend on the spa. You will not be everybody's preference. Based upon whatever decisions you make in life. You need to understand that. Period. So, my hat off to, to Dana... What's her name? Dana Dane. D-A-N-E. 1987. I appreciate her. Her outlook. Because she basically like. She expresses the way that I feel. Because I'm going to cuss you out. <laughs> when I say it. But she says it in a in a very. You know. Southern yet. Understandable. You know. Sober way. Okay. But at the end of the day. I just want my tea and whiskey family to understand that, you know, 
what you put out there comes back to you. And you know, and it's okay to have a preference. But what's not okay is to put negative shit out in this in this world and treat people irresponsibly and expect not to get what's coming to you. Okay? I ran across some very interesting videos on TikTok about spiritual reparations. So I'm going to go ahead and kind of mellow this out. We're going to transition into another segment of the show. And we're going to get into this spiritual reparations. You'll get in a moment. bring out Blue Ivy in Paris and London at this part baby it was beautiful I, I, I was in tears it was beautiful to see mother and daughter on stage I thought it was amazing how she brought her baby on stage to keep that lineage going like period the fact that Blue wanted to do it you know cause I know how that mother and daughter shit go honey but it looked like Blue actually wanted to be out there, honey. She was enjoying that, and I thought it was beautiful. 
That was a Beyonce Black is King album. It's so amazing. Okay, so we're going to tap into this um, reparation, spiritual reparation. So I ran across this TikTok videos where this lady was talking about how she had some friends who were CNAs and LVNs. And they worked with, you know, the elderly. And they were experiencing the, the last few days of their lives. And it was some powerful shit that was going down y'all like i was telling you at the beginning of the show you got to be careful how you handle people you got to be careful okay so um baby she gave it to us she gave it to the children and i wanted to definitely talk about this on today because it gave me everything i needed to hear this is coming from uh, her page on TikTok, TikTok is called The Black Children. Ch- children. C-A-C-U-L-D-R-O-N. The Black C-U-L-D-R-O-N. Alright, so I'm going to give y'all a little old small sneak peek. We're gonna, I'm going to give y'all a few little old history lessons. And I hope it bless you. Pass it on to your ancestors that's still living. And if you know if your ancestor is going through this right now, just um, brace yourself, put the seatbelt on, and you know pray to God for um, redemption. <laughs> All right, you guys. So spiritual reparations. Here we go. Turn that back for the people where the music was so distracting that they couldn't even get into the story. So this came from one of my followers named Nova Hans, and she basically told a story about how she worked in the second oldest psych facility in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and she had a patient named Betty, and her roommate name was Sue. One day out of nowhere, Miss Betty said that she wanted to change rooms. Confused by this, of course, Nova was like, why would you want to change rooms? I thought you guys were friends. And Miss Betty politely corrected her and was like, we are not friends. Okay, we are associates at best. And then proceeds to tell Nova the reason why she wants to change her room is because of the black woman that's been visiting them every night at 10 p.m. like clockwork. So Nova was like, what black lady, right? And Miss Betty says, listen, it's a black woman that comes here to visit Miss Sue. She is a young woman in her 20s, dressed very nicely, except she has a noose around her neck, her eyes are missing, and her face is swollen. She also says that the night before she had a terrible nightmare, she knows what Miss Sue did to this young lady, and basically that the young lady let her know that she was coming to collect rent, okay? And Miss Betty didn't want any parts of it. So they agreed and they moved her room. Once they got Miss Betty out of the room, the spiritual reparations commenced okay i'm gonna insert the video again hopefully you guys can hear it because i was shook okay you cannot tell me that you don't pay for the shit you do in life whenever you about to be unalive okay i wanted to kind of do a partial video response even though my story is in the comments um it's a lot of nuance to that story 
So this is like the follow-up to that. Um, so where I left off was um, that night, Miss Sue is screaming, like I said in the comments, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Now, I worked 11A to 11P. So we I was there. Me and the team were there to hear her screaming, right? So we all run down to the room to see what's going on. Miss Sue in there fighting for her whole life. Like her whole life. Hands is swinging everywhere. So we kind of jump on Miss Sue to kind of stop her from screaming. And she's like, let me go. Let me go. They're coming to drag me to hell. And we all jump back like, what the fresh hell is this happening right now? And we're like, what is going on? And she says in her hysteria, still swinging at the air. She's swinging at the air. She says, and it's giving me chills because I clearly remember her saying, I'm going to hell because I killed this girl. My God. Excuse me? Little, little Southern white lady. What you just say? My God. She's swinging. Like swinging at the air. Like who, what, they, them was coming for her ass. And it was nothing we could do about it. My God. It's literally nothing we could do. We just watched in horror. And then Stu let out this blood curling like it wasn't a wail. It wasn't a scream. It was a sound I had never heard of, heard before and pray I never have to hear again. And then it went quiet. And she fell back in the bed. Didn't she have a massive heart attack? Mm. Sue had a massive heart attack. My God. That young lady, that black girl came and whoever else was involved came and got Sue ass that night. I said, you know what? I don't think I'm going to stay inside. But I ended up staying inside. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's really the end of that story. All right. So, um, that's just the introduction to... Um, what I was telling you all about as far as the spiritual reparations. Um, one thing about this U.S. of A., you know, indigenous people, well, shit, um, people who are considered black have been asking, descendants of slaves have been asking, not asking, demanding reparations for years. And I've come to the realization that... Um, the ancestors, whether you gonna give us coinage or collateral, they're coming for y'all and y'all not telling us. And that's cool, that's probably why they wanna ban TikTok because people are coming out because this particular page that I'm telling y'all about, different ancestors of these stories have reported this page. So I wanted to do a show tonight when I ran across, I ran across this page today and I wanted to do a page, I wanted to do a show tonight so that I can be a witness for you all and you all could be a witness now that this shit is real. This lady has a page where different people who have worked at CNAs, LVNs, 
um, in, in hospice and nursing homes have stories of how the passing of their patients, those last days of their patients' passings, and a lot of it has to do with spiritual reparations or spirits coming back to collect for what they've done to them. And I'm just like, damn, like, you gonna wait till I can't do shit about it? <laughs> woo But anyway, so I decided to Google spiritual reparation. And what Google said is reparation is a theological concept closely connected, connected with those of atonement and satisfaction. A reparation is the making of amendments for insults given to God through sin. Either one's own or another's. The response of man is to be reparation through adornment, prayer, and sacrifice. So that story we heard, she she specifically said that they were coming to her to send her to hell, take her to hell. And the woman that she was allegedly good friends with in that room said, Bitch, I want no parts. I want no parts. I want no. I don't. I uh-uh, get me out of here. I am. I, I. We friends, but no. I am not condoning that shit. Not in the stage that I'm in. So there's more to come. The page is called the Black C U L D R O N, and there's more stories. She's gonna read us all of the comments of different you know, medical like specialists and, and CNAs and LVNs who have worked, nurses who worked in hospice and nursing homes that are going to give their stories of these spiritual reparations. So get your coffee, get, look, look, get your drink, get your, your popcorn, your pretzels, your snack, whatever, a coffee, whatever. I don't care if it's day or night where you're listening to the show. It's going to get juicy. Here we go. I know y'all miss me. I had to take a quick hiatus because TikTok, y'all already know what it be and what it is. Let's get into these spiritual reparations. Now my next story, I don't even know if I consider this spiritual reparations. It's really sad. Just recanting it breaks my heart because this young woman's story is told all over Savannah, Georgia and her resting place is that of a carriage house in which she was hung. This is the Sorrel Weed House located in Savannah, Georgia. And as most of us probably heard, if we're in this spooky community, Savannah, Georgia is probably the most haunted city in America. Just a quick background, you know, for reference. This is Francis Sorrell. He was the first owner of the Sorrel Weed Mansion. He's from Haiti. And he basically made a living off of selling people, which is crazy because his mother was a free woman, like of Haiti and of color. He wanted to live the American dream like everyone else. So he eventually came over to Savannah, Georgia, purchased a mansion and the rest is history. He found a lot of success and became successful. And he owned about six slaves a year. But true to this nature, and we all know that men usually pick women that look like their mother. He had a thing for slaves one particular slave named Molly. Now online they detail this as an affair, but we all know 
back in the antebellum south there was no such thing as an affair a consensual affair between a slave and a slave master this was francis's wife matilda one night she's looking for molly and she's looking for her husband and they're both missing it was said that francis was so enamored with molly that he built her her own room in the horse carriage away and in solitude so he can do whatever he wanted when he wanted and that's where she lived one day um matilda is looking for molly because she's like her handmaid right and she can't find molly or her husband normally she would not go down to the horse carriage mm. but she was looking for her wow and she goes down there and she catches francis and molly in the act devastated by this this woman runs up to the top floor either the second or third we don't really know and unalives herself by jumping out of a second or third story window two weeks later molly is found hanging in the carriage house now y'all this is supposed to be an african-american folklore story but there is record of a molly that lived with francis and matilda sorrell but we'll have to get into that in part two. Baby, when I tell you these stories are juicy, they are juicy. Let's go ahead and jump into part two, shall we? Part two. So what we left off was that Matilda threw herself off the top level of the Sorrel Weed Mansion. And that there was a slave indeed named Molly that the Sorrells owned. And this comes from the census, okay? But the census is a goddamn liar. And so was all the information that came with it, okay? I don't believe them at all. I believe that it was the earliest stages of a cover-up because as much as, you know, sex between slave owner and slave was normal, it still was frowned upon. Because why would you want to have sex with a slave? Right? And then your wife threw herself off the top level of y'all house? Scandal. This clearly states in the second paragraph, there was a Molly that the Sorrells owned, but was reportedly shipped to New York between 1826 and 1857. All right? I don't believe it. Not at all. Not for a few seconds. I don't believe that they ever shipped this girl anywhere. I truly believe her resting place was at the Sorrel Weed Mansion because baby girl was showing up and showing out after she died. The other slaves are lying. The census and Mrs. Sorrel lied. Of course, the Sorrel Weed House Mansion, whatever you want to call it, was sold off to the weeds. And this is where the spiritual reparations started to happen. And it's still happening today. Like, y'all can go visit this place. It is considered a historical landmark by the state of Georgia, and you can pay $50 to go see ghosts. This place was featured on Ghost Hunters and on BuzzFeed. And I didn't get to see the Ghost Hunters version, but the BuzzFeed, I was like, baby, you can pay me enough at all. If you go on YouTube and put in the Sorrel Wheat House, that will pop up enough information to let you know that this place is clearly haunted. And one of the most famous apparitions that they see is that of Molly herself. Mm. Molly said, baby, if I'm stuck here for an eternity, I'm going to go ahead and make my debut. Okay. 
going on. Many of the patrons of the Surreal Weed House today always complain of seeing a black slave looking girl. She's scaring like all the patrons. That's where the spiritual reparations come because unfortunately Molly is stuck. And that's why I said in part one that this is sad because this girl has to literally live her eternity in the Sorrel Weed House where that was essentially her hell. The footage that they got from BuzzFeed just being in this house a couple of minutes was crazy. They didn't focus on Molly, but I do have the footage. So like for part three. It is spooky. Ooh, y'all. Like, do you guys hear this? Like, people are seeing ghosts. Like, I don't know if y'all remember that movie, um, Tales from the Hood. <laughs> There's some truth to that. Like, the ancestors of slave of slaves they are like coming for the jugular like there was like she this lady on on her tiktok page i'm gonna send i'm gonna actually like play a video of her followers giving their stories okay so baby just just hold on hold on hold on to your hats it's getting crazier Alright you guys, here we go. This is the black children. She is she asked her followers to give their stories of what they've experienced being caregivers, CNAs, and um people who've worked in hospice. And the people have spoken, have commented, and she is reading their comments. Here we go. Ask for spooky stories. You guys delivered in the comments. And some of the stories I I'll let you read them for yourself. Mama Bear1845. I do in-home hospice. The scariest thing, I'm washing the patient in the bed and he pointed behind me. I turned around and there was a black woman in all black. She was beaten and her clothes were torn. I lost it in my head kept cleaning looking behind me after three minutes she was gone came every night till he died Ooh. the ultimate dash girl I worked as a CNA there was an elder W man and he would talk crazy about two black boys sitting at his table watching him always side eyeing him oh he did something to those boys shaking my head he had to Miss T Sweets I'm sorry if I said it wrong, girl. When I was 14 and my granny was in hospice, I had an experience with her roommate. It was in the 80s. I'll never forget. My granny shared a room with an old white woman, and my granny kept saying, I need them to get me out of this room with her. I am sensitive and been able to see and talk to the dead, even as a small child. Well, me and my mom went to visit her. When we got in the building and began to walk to her room, I could hear the patients crying out. And some, I would see the spirits standing there in their room. When I got to Granny's room, my stomach dropped to my toes. Oh my God. And when I walked in, I could see a young black female in the corner and her roommate was losing it. Oh. I looked at my Granny and she said, you see her too, don't you? I said, yes, Granny. My Granny asked me, how did she look? And I told her, she said, 
She said, yes, that lady heard my voice and came from her side and kept saying, tell her, tell her, I am sorry, I am sorry. Screaming, tell her, I know you can see her. When I looked up to see where the spirit was, she looked pregnant and had a rope around her neck. It freaked me out. Oh I kept God. asking her, what did you do? What did you do to her? Oh my God. I ran out of that room so fast and began to cry. I'll never forget that. Granny was stuck in the room with her for a week. And Granny said that the spirit was wearing her out. Look at the spiritual reparations, baby. Ooh. That lady was evil and told what she did to that poor girl in her sleep. My Granny said she didn't feel sorry for her at all. Two days later, she died. Her last name was Applewhite. I'll never forget it. Wow. Baby, listen to me, you guys. You got to be careful how you handle folks. Like spiritual i'm based on what i'm 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 seeing here spiritual reparations is real do you hear me oh my god all right you guys that's more check this out the spiritual reparations is given but it was supposed to give because y'all are spilling all the tea in my comments so without further ado let's go ahead and get into part two Key Talk 1111. I had a resident who would revisit the hangings her brother and father did when she was younger. Oh my God. I'm talking about straight panic attacks. And it always started off with her saying, It's going to be a hanging tonight. Oh my God. Mrs. Ad Thomas. I worked as a CNA and had a patient call me in her room around midnight. First thing she said when I walked in her room was, He's over there. Her room was dark, but I seen her face was lit up. I turned around and left her ass in there. I'm not security, cause period, sis. Go ahead and get your reparations. <laughs> Malik339, patient screaming, stop that man from playing a trumpet. Mm. Who fucking man? Wow. The crazy Gemini, this Catholic woman ran out of her room screaming. She told my coworker and I that a dark figure comes every night, watches her sleep. He's ready to take her. My coworker is very religious. She immediately started praying. We asked her, where is he trying to take you? And she pointed downwards. I have so many stories. It wasn't the upper room. Ella John 16, hospice nurse here. I took care of a W racist who was crying about the black man who was sitting on his bed. Warm my heart, he was heading to hell. Oh my God. I'm sorry, that should not be as funny as it is. Uh -huh. Asad94, I'm sorry if I mispronounced it, love. My aunt said a racist was on his deathbed fighting black bears. Danny J528, the white women will often see black men in their rooms. One lady used to see a black man in a hat. I used to think, I wonder how many black men they got unalived. <laughs> I'm an LTC nurse and a former STNA. Girl, you have no clue. Wow. I was told by my great aunt that white women used to get black men on the line for a sport. Shit. Mm -mm -mm. Life for part three. Woo! The spirit. Do you all hear this? Like, I'm not going to give you all of it, but this right here is off the fucking chain. Like, this whole, like, spiritual reparation stuff is, I, I, I'm not going to, I, I, listen, all I can say is, you guys. Keep the drama on TV and out your life. If you want to hear more about the spiritual reparations, 
like, comment, let me know what you think. And I'll continue to find more because this stuff is real, y'all. Be careful how you handle people. But more than anything, I want to thank Team Whiskey Family for being here. Thank you for being a part of the Team Whiskey Family. Thank you, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher. Like, at the end of the day, it is so important to have emotional intelligence. It is so important to just understand that you're not the only person on this planet. You're not the only, we all have to share these resources and register to vote, okay? And, you know, like, consider other people other than yourself, regardless of who you like or who you don't like. We all need each other. So, I just ask that you guys act accordingly, whether you know me personally or you don't. But treat people as if you know, as if it's me. As if it's someone you care about. Because you don't know where your next blessing is coming from. You don't know where your next miracle is coming from. You don't know who God is going to use to bless you. To elevate you. To lift you up. To raise you up out of your trenches. So, until then. I appreciate you all following. Liking being part of the tea and whiskey family and i will definitely see you all again just be careful be safe and i love you guys see you later daddy used to take me walking down the street daddy used to take my ass say follow me Daddy used to leave me back home all the time I got big enough to run around, daddy left me outside He said, find your way back Big, big world, but you got it, baby Find your way back Don't let this life drive you crazy Find your way back Come back home for the street like song Find your way back Find your way back Daddy used to tell me, look up at the stars It's been a long time to remember Yeah. We clear up the